We are about to begin the Jewish month of Elul. Elul is a time that was set aside to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, for Yom Kippur, for the high holiday season. According to tradition, the word Elul is actually an acronym, and it stands for Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li, which means I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. The idea being that we're going to be going through a period of introspection for tshuva, repentance, and it's important to keep in mind that we have a relationship with Hashem, and that relationship is defined in the fact that He loves us and we love Him, and that is the purpose that we're going through all of this, we're going through all these motions, we're doing repentance. It's because of the love that we have for Hashem, and we believe that Hashem loves us. Now, there's a lot of customs that we have, the Hebrew word being minhagim, minugs, that we have during this time period. And the reason is because we want to get ourselves ready for the fact that the days of awe are coming. We understand that on Yom Kippur, or already on Rosh Hashanah, rather, we will be judged. And therefore, we want that judgment to be a good judgment. In other words, if Hashem is going to be going and opening up the books and assessing whether we deserve to be given granted another year of life, or God forbid the opposite, so that's going to be based on a full year of behavior. However, we believe that Teshuvah, repentance, has the ability to go and to fix and even erase that which we did in the past. So that's why we care so much to go during this month, because it's our last chance to fix things up before Rosh Hashanah comes around. Now the Sephardic custom is that they have these extra long prayers called Slichos. The word Slichos literally means forgiveness. Like in Shemona Esra, we when we uh, tap our hearts, we say Selach Lanu Avinu Kichatanu. So Selach means to forgive. So these prayers are called Slichos, uh, forgiveness. And we have these extra prayers that we say, usually before Shachris in the morning, where we ask Hashem for forgiveness. Now the Sephardic custom is that they say it for the entire month, starting from the second day of the month of Elul, all the way until Rosh Hashanah, every single day except for Shabbos. They have these extra um, prayers that they say, and the idea being that they're asking Hashem for forgiveness. Of course, the fact that we bring more spirituality into our life, and that we wake up extra early to go to Shul to pray, of course, that also only looks good and uh, is beneficial on our behalf. Now the Ashkenazi custom is a little bit different. The Ashkenazi custom is that we don't start already from the beginning of the month, but rather we start from the Motzai Shabbos, the Saturday night before Rosh Hashanah. However, there is this idea, um, which is, um, it's a drash, uh, something which is understood from uh, from a Pasuk, from a verse in the Chumash, that the slichos should always be said for a minimum of four days. Slichos should be said for a minimum of four days. However, we start on Saturday night. Now, according to the way that our calendar is set up, uh, Rosh Hashanah cannot fall out on a Sunday, which would really be a Saturday night, um, on a Sunday, a Wednesday, Tuesday night, or a Friday, uh, Thursday. In other words, Rosh Hashanah day cannot be on Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday. Um, therefore, Rosh Hashanah could fall out on a Monday or on a Tuesday, 
in which case, uh, if we started saying slichos on a Saturday night, then we would have a Saturday, let's say Rosh Hashanah followed on Tuesday or on Monday. So we would not have four days of slichos because the slichos have to start on a Saturday night, but they have to continue for four days. So if some if one does not like saying slichos, so then for them, the ideal Rosh Hashanah would be when Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Thursday, because then they would say slichos on Saturday night, on Monday, on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. However, very often Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Monday or on a Tuesday, in which case you can't start on the Saturday night before Rosh Hashanah and have only so you, and have only one or two days of slichos, but rather you have to start on this Saturday night, even the, the one that's even before that, in which case you'll have a whole week of slichos, then followed by the following week, Sunday, Monday, or maybe Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, in which case you end up saying a little bit, more. So what ends up happening is that if you have the book of Slichos, not every single one is necessarily said. It depends on the year, how many days we say Slichos for. The longest Slichos that we say is Erev Rosh Hashanah, the day before Rosh Hashanah. That one takes, uh, depending on your show, somewhere between uh, one to two hours. And uh, that one is always said on the day before Rosh Hashanah. So the way that it's listed in the book is that, in the Slichos book, is that you have... Um, Slichos day one, Slichos day two, Slichos day three, and then it continues, day four, day five, except that, let's say, for example, if day four is the day before Shoshana, then you're not going to be saying Slichos for day four, you're going to be saying Slichos for Erev Rosh Hashanah. Now, we have a custom that after davening in Shul, we blow the shofar during the month of Elul. There's a little bit of confusion sometimes, it's actually not relevant in uh, this year, uh, 5779, but um, the way that it works is every Jewish month is either 29 days or is 30 days. However, at the end of day 29, when day 30 comes, we call that Rosh Chodesh. Now, the confusion is that if the month is 29 days, then the next day is the first day of the next month, and of course, that is Rosh Chodesh, the first day of the month. Um, however, if your month is a 30-day month, and usually the month alternates. You have 29, 30, 29, 30. If the month is a 30-day month, then you have two days of Rosh Chodesh. But interestingly, the first day of Rosh Chodesh is the last day of the previous month, and the first and the second day of Rosh Chodesh is the first day of the next month. So take, for example, a year like ours, where Rosh Chodesh Elul is on Shabbos and on Sunday, so actually, Shabbos is day number 30 of the month of of, and Sunday is day number one of the month of Elul, which means that in all actuality, the month of Elul doesn't actually begin until Sunday, or until the second day of Rosh Chodesh. So you have this funny type of thing where we're calling it Rosh Chodesh Elul, but it's actually not the month of Elul, it's the 30th day of Av, but it's called Rosh Chodesh Elul. To summarize, sometimes we have one day of Rosh Chodesh, sometimes we have two days of Rosh Chodesh. When we have two days of Rosh Chodesh, so the first day of Rosh Chodesh is the last day of the previous month. What difference does it make? Well, obviously it makes a difference what the date is. But the other reason why it makes a difference is because we have certain customs that only start on the first day of Elul. So often you have this confusion where it's the 
first day of Rosh Chodesh, but it's not actually Elul. So, for example, our custom is to blow the shofar, like I mentioned. So we would only start blowing the shofar on the first day of Elul. Now, we don't blow the shofar on Shabbos, so this year that part wouldn't be relevant, but the the next day on Sunday, we would begin the custom of blowing the shofar in Shul. The custom is that we blow um, a tekiya, a shvarim, a trua, and a tekiya. The kia is the uh, is the solid blast. The shvarim has three parts, and trua has a uh, has a uh, nine parts. And then uh, we follow that with a tekiya. Now, unlike Rosh Hashanah, where we're very particular to make sure that the uh, shofar blast was just right, and there are certain times where we'll make the blower blow it again because it didn't sound right. Here, it's only a custom that we blow. So as long as it sounds uh, somewhat normal, we don't go and uh, try it again and repeat it even uh, as personally I'm the blower sometimes and I'm frustrated I want to go and I want to blow it again because they don't like the way the sound sounded but that's not what we do it's only blowing for a custom and uh, therefore it doesn't really have any halachic requirements so even if it doesn't sound so good okay that's good enough so you just blow quickly uh, then after after we blow the shofar so we have this extra sound that we say it comes straight it comes from Tehillim I forgot what chapter it is, but it starts out with the words, L'david Hashem Ori V'yishi. Um, L'david means that it's a prayer that was written for David, for King David. So here it is. It's uh, Psalm 27, Tehillim Perakhov Zayin. And uh, it starts out, and he says, Hashem Ori, Hashem is my light, V'yishi, and he is my salvation. And uh, there's different hints that are nothing mentioned explicit, but different hints in there for the uh, for the ideas of doing tshuva and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and even Sukkot, um, and therefore the custom is to say it starting from the first day of Elul all the way until the end of Sukkot until Hoshan until Shmini Atzeres. So and th- so that so that is our custom, which again only starts on the first day of Elul, not on the fir- first day of Rosh Chodesh. So in a year like this year, five seven seven nine, on Shabbos we will not say Ladavid. Hashem Ori, but on Sunday morning we will, and not only Sunday morning, but the custom is that we say it uh, at the end of davening in the morning, at the end of Shachris, and again at the end of Mariv. There are some communities that daven like Nusach, Sfard, and they say it after Mincha instead of after Mariv, but uh, the custom is that we say it after Shachris and after Mariv. So technically, um, Jewish days always start the night before. So therefore, Rosh Chodesh, the second day of Rosh Chodesh, would be on Saturday night. So Saturday night, after Shabbos is over, for the first time we'll say Ladavid, and then in the morning, once again after Shachris, we also say Ladavid Hashem Ori Viyishi after Shachris, and it comes after the shofar blowing. If one is davening at home, then if they have a shofar, it's a nice thing to blow a shofar but by no means a requirement. It's only a custom anyway, but I don't believe that the custom extends to one davening in their home. It's uh, only a custom that is blown in shul. However, Ladavid Hashem Ori, this uh, Psalm 27, is part of davening, and therefore one should include it at the end of their davening. Now, during the month of Elul, there are a lot of customs, like I mentioned, that have to do with the fact that we want to be in a mode of repentance. Some people go out of their way to get uh, all the mezuzahs in their house checked. You don't have to check it every single year. Halacha says that you should try to check your mezuzahs twice every seven years. So that means approximately every three and a half years. 
Uh, tefillin really once in a lifetime is sufficient to check your tefillin. But some people, they go out of their way during the month of Elul because if, God forbid, uh, there was some type of damage to their mezuzah, let's say, uh, from the sun or something like that, so then uh, it comes out that the mezuzah that's on their door is actually not a kosher mezuzah. So we want any merit that we can possibly get before we go into the Day of Judgment. So therefore, there is a custom that some have to get their mezuzahs checked. But in general, it's a time that we try to do teshuva. Like they say, uh, avoid the Yom Kippur rush. Get the teshuva out of the way and start to do it now. The custom is that during the month of Elul, when one uh, writes a letter to a friend, or let's say you happen to see someone that you don't think you're going to see again before Rosh Hashanah, so then you can wish them a kesiva v'chasima tova. Kesiva v'chasima tova means the kitiva, the writing, should be for good. The chasima or chatima, the uh, seal, should be also tova for good. In other words, everyone is going to have a, that they're going to be written and sealed in a book. The only question is, which book will it be? So therefore, it's customary to give people a bracha, to wish them that they should be written and sealed in the good book for a good life. So during the month of El, it's customary to wish people this uh, um, either, not really a greeting, but uh, when you say goodbye from someone uh, to someone, then you would wish them a ksiva v'chasima tova. Now, one last thing about slichos, and that is that after the sin of the golden calf, so Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai to uh, daven to Hashem that the Jews should be forgiven. And there's all these negotiations, but of course in the end Hashem does forgive the Jewish people. So it says there in the Torah reading in uh, Parshas Kisisa, in the book of Shmos, it says that Hashem taught Moshe the 13 attributes of mercy. And he told Moshe, he said, if it ever happens again that the Jewish people sin, get together a minion and daven before me, and repeat once again these attributes of mercy that I have, and I will listen to your prayers, and I will forgive you. According to the uh, Talmud, Hashem Kaviyochel, which means as if, Hashem doesn't have a body, but as if Hashem himself put on a talus and served as a chazan and showed Moshe how to do it. So because of this, this is one of the main themes of Slichos. We want to get forgiven, so one of the main themes of the Slichos is these 13 attributes of mercy. And in fact, they get repeated again and again. At the end of, not every paragraph, but at the end of a number of paragraphs, we have then an introduction paragraph that introduces these 13 attributes of mercy and mentions that Hashem taught them to Moshe Rabbeinu at Sinai and that Hashem will forgive us. And then everyone says them together. We also say that on Yom Tov, when we take out the Sefer Torah, uh, then it's more common to sing it. In During Slichos, it's not as common to sing it, although it depends where. Here where I daven, they do sing it. So every time it comes up, they sing. Hashem, Hashem, Kerachum, V'chanun, Erech, Apayim, V'rav Chesed, V'mes, Notzer Chesed, Lo'alofim, Notzer Avon, V'fesha, V'chatov, and then it comes up again, and every time that it comes up, so we sing it and we ask Hashem to please forgive us. Now, because they are so powerful, it can only be done with a minion. And if you don't have a minion and you're saying the slichos at home, 
So then you would actually skip it. You would skip the introduction. Also, you would just skip from one uh, paragraph and go to the next one because you can't mention these 13 attributes of mercy unless you actually do have a minion. It does say that if you don't say it as a prayer, but you would read it with the cantillation notes as if you're reading from the Torah, so then that would be acceptable, except it sort of loses the oomph, because the whole point of it is that you're doing it as a tefillah, so if you're reading it just as one reads from the Torah, so then it doesn't have the same effect, and therefore I'm pretty sure that the common practice is that when one is davening without a minion, that they just skip that paragraph entirely. Thank you so much for listening.